It's Jeep 4x4 season. Make your next adventure epic and hurry in now for great deals. And now, well-qualified lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe for $389 a month for 24 months with $5,399 due at signing. Tax title license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution, a lease request, or capital. Extra charge for miles over 20000 Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 531-23. Jeep is a registered trademark. And welcome to the Steelers Depot Monday live stream. As always, I am Alex Kazora. Joining me is Dave Bryan, and we are here to recap a very busy weekend. I've been waiting for this stream for quite some time to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers draft picks after all the streams, all the discussion about who this team will take. Now we know who they took this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So Dave, how you doing? Glad you are here with me. Yeah, glad to be here. What uh, what day is it? <laughs> you and me both on that one. <laughs> it sort of feels like it's a Friday, but I know that's not the uh, uh, the case. And I was thinking yesterday, man, when's Alex going to call me to do the live stream? Because, <laughs> uh, I don't know, yesterday kind of felt, I don't know, like a Monday. I, but, uh, yeah, look, uh, we got a lot to, to talk about. Thank you for everybody uh, who uh, uh, decided to attend the live stream tonight. Yeah, so I'm sure you guys have a lot of questions. Again, just a reminder, if you're new here, uh, Dave and I are here until 8 p.m. Eastern time. So top of the hour, answering as many Steelers questions as we can. Uh, It may be extra busy tonight, so if you want to send a super chat, that'll guarantee your question gets asked and answered. Also moves you to the front of the line. No obligation to do so, but we appreciate it all the same. If you guys could at least like the stream, would appreciate that bring more people to it and also subscribe to the channel for more content. You don't miss a stream. I'll have some draft recap videos, film room breakdowns, hopefully later this week. So we'll get in here with the questions and we'll start off with the first one from Lumberzak94 who says, Hey guys, big thank you and shout out to all of the Steelers Depot family for the amazing draft and pre-draft coverage. Thank you so much for that. Uh, my question, how telling surprising was it that we did not draft a wide receiver? To me, it says they have a lot of faith in guys like Miller and Calvin Austin. Do either of you still see a need to add to the room, or do you think the room is how it will be in September? Dave, your thoughts on a, on a pretty good rarity, this team not drafting a wide receiver. Yeah, what is it, uh, three or four times since uh, 2000 plus this year uh, that the team did not draft at least one uh, wide receiver. So, I mean, when it comes to, you know, just historically dating back to 2000, it's, it's, it's pretty mon- monumental, but this team did draft two wide receivers last year and George Pickens and Calvin Austin, the third, and unfortunately Calvin missed uh, his rookie season there, but uh, you know, they, they expect him to be back. And uh, I was toying, you know, really with the idea this team would draft a wide receiver up until the point where they traded uh, for Allen Robinson. And, and, and once they did that, uh, I, th- I think it was a sign that it might have to be the right one or two wide receivers at that point. And I don't think they were just going to draft a wide receiver to draft a wide receiver. So uh, I was not, no, I wasn't shocked overall uh, that, that they didn't draft a wide receiver and, you know, uh, they, they got a pretty full room, as, as he mentioned there. And 
I think they're pretty comfortable with it. I, you know, you'll obviously will see maybe, uh, you know, an undrafted or, or, or a rookie invite, you know, kind of go to it, but I wouldn't expect any, you know, if you did add a veteran at this point, it would be on a, uh, uh, I mean, you just added miles Boykin back to the room too, on, on, on a one-year veteran benefit deal. So if anybody else did come in with, with experience right now, it would probably be a lower tier type player, maybe one with some special teams ability that, uh, would be on a, a another minimum benefit, uh, contract. So I, I, I think they probably like the room the way it looks right this moment. I'm with you after trading for Allen Robinson really felt like it decreased the need to go draft a receiver. This receiver class was not that strong either. There were some names, certainly ones we talked about, although guys like Jaden Reed went, you know, a lot higher than I think we anticipated. And so, you know, after the Robinson deal, I said maybe day three, but leading towards no, I had no receiver in my final mock draft. And, you know, I think they're happy with the room, the depth overall. There's some young guys that have to prove themselves for sure. Calvin Austin, yet to take a, a snap in a preseason game. So you really don't know what you have in him, but there's enough that, that you're going to bet on, along with the progression of George Pickens, you know, Deontay Johnson kind of bouncing back, you know, a more consistent offense that knows what kind of offense they want to be under Kenny Pickett. All those things should help out the wide receivers. So not not that shocked by it overall. Real quick, uh, shout out to David O <laughs> or David O uh, in the room. We don't we don't give him enough credit, especially <laughs> right now. I just forwarded over over the last two days about 150 entries to the uh, uh, Steelers Depot mm. draft contest, and he's doing the grading uh, for that uh, uh, once again. So uh, you know, David O obviously contributes, writes on the site, and does a lot of other little things for us and comes out and sees me in Vegas all the time and plays chauffeur for, you know, me and Alex and some other people when we went to Pittsburgh and, and all like that. So, uh, David, love you. Uh, uh, take your time getting those scored. Yeah. Thank you, David. O. does so much behind the scenes Friday five stuff. Uh, he's a big part of that. And I like the, uh, the, the mock draft kind of recap post he had that went up right before the draft that kind of put all of our mock drafts together to make it easy to, to reference. So yeah, shout out to David O who's in the chat tonight. Mike Adesso says, Alex, you mentioned for years that the Steelers need an athlete at cornerback that can hang with Jamar Chases or the, the Jamar Chases of the league. Do you feel like that has now been addressed? Who's covering Zay Flowers too? Yeah, I mean, Porter is not a, a monster athlete, but you know what he can do is, is disrupt at the line of scrimmage. And so much the NFL today is based off of rhythm and timing. And um, obviously, you know, under two and a half seconds, that ball better be out, especially when Cam Hayward, Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt are rushing the quarterback. So that's going to be an asset, somebody that can go toe for toe, size, length, and you know overall can can run in a straight line. So I'm happy with that. On Flowers in the slot, very good question. That is a much scarier question to me right now, who this team's slot corner is going to be. I think it's probably the number one hole still on this team. There are some names there in Millette and Shandon Sullivan, who got signed over the weekend and potentially trade Norwood, but it's lower-level guys that I do not feel comfortable with. You know, it'll be interesting to watch that. It's something that we've talked about all offseason, and it'll be something to watch continuing on. Uh, teams are at that point right now after the draft in these next couple of weeks. You'll probably see a couple of guys uh, get cut still around the league with, with some experience. And, you know, how many times over the years, Alex, have we said, you know, you get to uh, final cut down day. I mean, this team usually adds, what, two two to three 
you know, uh, on on average, players from the outside or or I forget what the stat is. Uh, the mandatory from the mandatory mini camp and on, there's a huge track record of them adding. I think something on an average of two to three guys that weren't even with the team. Uh, at that at that point, so who makes the team, right? Who makes right, the who, week yeah, one who roster? End up, right, who make the week one ro- uh, roster there? So uh, that's something to think about. You know, moving moving forward here and seeing how things move around the league and cuts. So you know, may, maybe that's maybe that's something that we end up talking about. You know, a, a, as we progress here, but it will be interesting to see some of these cuts. You know, around the league after the draft. You know. Uh, smooths off here and, and, and see if there's anything to pick from from there. But it is it is a huge, huge question that I, I certainly don't have the answer for right now. Nor do I. $5 super chat from Justin Woolhandler who says, will the Steelers keep four tight ends on the 52-man roster? That's 53-man roster, but point taken, all the same. You know, the way that I kind of view it right now in my head is, you know, last year they carried three, but Derek Watt as the fullback. Watt is gone. I think we're going to see Connor Hayward play kind of more that Watt role, fullback role. This year, Matt Canada seemed to maybe hint as much. So if you kind of put them all in one bucket, four total out of fullback slash tight ends, you could carry Friermuth, Gentry, and Washington, and Hayward and have the same four. That's kind of where I'm... I'll have my initial roster prediction. That's, of course, way too early, probably in the next couple of days. But that's basically where my head is at right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. And as I always like to say, as we go through this, you know, on, on into the summertime here, is this this thing magically has its way of working itself out, uh, you know, whether it be with injuries or or, or, or whatnot. And I tell you what, there's uh, you talk about fullback. I don't know if, how many of you stopped by Steeders Depot today to see the <laughs> uh, the film room on uh, Monty the mullet uh, out of Iowa there. Uh, I, I, you know, after after Jonathan Hytrader posted that, I I need another cold shower there. Uh, that guy's a skull cracker back yeah. there. Darnell Washington and Monty Potter. Are you okay over there, Dave? Yeah. It's a lot of cold uh, showers. I'm fanning myself. Got to turn the air down here. <laughs> but uh, uh, look, there, you know, here's a good thing is you're going to have a lot of competition, right? And we talked ahead of uh, the draft about it. Would you know if, if they got in a situation where they could add a a, a big blocking tight end. At some point during the draft, I, I I didn't think that was impossible ahead of the draft. A little did I know that it ended up being, you know, Darnell Washington. I figured he'd be off the board and all like that. So quite a gift there. Uh, but I mean, at least you got a lot of competition now. And you know, I, I, to, to answer the question, I think you could indeed see three true tight ends and a fullback and kind of kind of move forward from there. Yeah, we'll see, but that's where my mindset is at right now, and uh, that was Curly Top 19 saying Dave's taking plenty of cold showers this week. Yes, he is. 113 people in the chat. That is maybe a record to get to triple digits, so thank you guys so much for being here and, and joining the stream, and everybody who has liked the stream, please continue to hit that like button. Dave and I would really appreciate that. $5 super chat from Preston Shuttlesworth who says, what do you think the reason is that the Steelers have not drafted well at cornerback in recent memory, is it difficult to find players that can do what they ask? I don't think it's that. I think that's one reason why they've had trouble at inside linebacker because they put so much on the plate of those guys. At corner, 
I would just say two quick things. A, they've never really dr- invested a lot of early draft capital in corners. It was a lot of more mid-round type of guys, and so naturally your success rate goes down. They still whip on those guys more than they should, where some of those guys would not even make the practice squad or not play anywhere else in the league and just totally, you know, just botched evaluations. And then the second point is, and again, we're all kind of guessing. No one knows the exact answer, but it's the same uh, answer I give when people ask me, why are the Steelers so good at drafting wide receivers? And I say it's because it's the same scouts that watched Plexico Burris and Heinz Ward and all those guys that ended up watching Antonio Brown and Manny Sanders and Juju Smith-Schuster and those type of guys. Because for the longest time, Pittsburgh scouting staff had very little, if any, turnover. And so you had the same eyes watching the same people. It kind of worked in the inverse. The same corners that watched, I don't know, whatever, you know, Artie Burns watched... um Ricardo Coakley, or whatever name you want to throw out there. Um, Terrence Frederick, Shaq Richardson. Um, and so it's probably just the same evaluation Boy, that's kind of giving you, <laughs> giving you the same results. Um, no one knows the answer for sure, but but those those two components are my but my best guess at it. Yeah, and then when you do finally draft uh, draft them in the early rounds, you you know you reach for a guy in Artie Burns who uh, I, I can remember doing you know, cut ups on him way back and uh, surprised that he wasn't even, you know, uh, you know, what even a full-time player, even in his last year. And then uh, you see what happened to him. You see what happened, you know, Sinquez Golson never got on the field. Yeah. I mean, that was just bad luck. Right. Right. Yeah. Bad luck injury. And and that's why I say, you know, the, the times that the times that you have addressed that position early in drafts, they haven't worked out that way, you know? So Maybe this time, you know, hopefully this time will be different. Obviously, you got, uh, you know, a, a, a what you what many could even consider really a first round draft pick when it was 32 overall mm-hmm. uh, and technically a second round draft pick. A guy that many people felt, you know, would have gone in or should have gone in the top 20 uh, anyways. And then you'd get a, uh, you know, a, really a gift there in, 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 in a measurable uh, big, you know, guy with some nice tape in 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 uh 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 on porter like uh no the uh like uh trice oh Corey trice uh, okay. i was al- already drawing a blank on on, on cory trice there but uh yeah look i mean it, it will be something if both these guys hit and stick man can you imagine both these guys on the on the outside with that size and <laughs> physicality and you know, the, the beauty of it too, you got Patrick Peterson in that room who's also, you know, big corner and years of experience to kind of help groom those guys along the way there. So, I mean, even if you can get one of these guys to hit, uh, it'd be massive based on, you know, history of this franchise here. And if you could somehow get both of those guys to hit in the same year, I mean, you could be set for the next, you know, three, three and a half years here. I liked what Grady Brown, the DB's coach, had to say. We look good getting off the bus. I mean, they do. That's going to be some intimidating type of uh, figures out there for sure. Uh, a couple of uh, – I'll read a super chat here in just one moment, but just kind of reading some of the comments. Daryl says, Steelers Depot was in the Steelers' war room with Omar. This draft really felt you know, pretty predictable. I'm not really surprised by almost anything that happened over these last three days, Dave. Yeah, and uh, the article Clayton put up uh... – just a little while ago, you know, uh, he start he he did a very good job of uh, the fami- uh, the familiarity. Uh, what what was the context that he used in there? Uh, uh, the interest score, athletic yeah, scores, the interest yep. score and athletic score and all like that. And you know, obviously, Alex and I have, have over the years have paid paid attention to Spark and and now RAS and you know obviously always track the 
pre-draft visitors and the pro days and all like that. And, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, it, it's not a fact of being, you know, looking like we're in a room with Omar. It's just over the years and especially under Kevin Colbert, you know, kind of having the same model. We did wonder how, how many, you know, if we would notice any huge differences in the pre-draft process, you know, overall this off season. And quite honestly, there's, there's not much that, 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 you know, look too terribly different. And, you know, when you kind of put these things in the blender and, you know, kind of the blues clues as we've called them for several years now here, there weren't really a lot of surprises. Now, obviously the offensive lineman, Spencer Anderson, the late, you know, the seventh round pick, uh, kind of, kind of came out of nowhere as far as a name goes, but you know, they did have a lot of interest in, you know, center and, and, and guard capable type players. So positionally, you know, that, 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 that pick, you know, the last pick in, in, in the you know seventh round there wasn't a huge surprise there. The name was, was a bit of a surprise there. So uh, it was, you know, from a predict, I guess from a limiting your amount of guesses, how's that uh, for, 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 cause that's all we're doing here is we're guessing. Sure. We're trying, it's, it's kind of informed guessing if you will. And that does help you whittle down. I think in my mock draft, I, I chose the one person who I thought was the pick and then four other players underneath that I considered for a total of what, uh, five, that's 35 players there, I guess in, 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 in total there, uh, those players were kind of educated, you know, uh, guesses based on a diminished group of players based on what we saw. And what you guys see on screen right now is from Clayton's post that shows the uh, charting of the athletic score and the interest score. So those in the upper right quadrant have the highest amount of interest and athleticism. And you see that's basically where Pittsburgh's entire draft class is living right now in terms of Porter, Benton, Herbig, Washington, Jones, all super high on the interest level. So, um, yeah, somebody made the joke of, you know, Kevin Colbert's classes used to be predicted on a on a on a, on a note note card, you could maybe have Omar Khan on a, on a post-it note. Was how kind of reduced it's uh, it felt. But it is one class, and we'll see how things look going forward. Um, and it did it did help the class when you get guys to fall like Porter or sure. Washington too. Yeah, you know, makes it easier. Absolutely. Twenty dollars super chat from our friend Double H H, who says, "Thank you, Steelers Depot, for the nearly live updates and thoughts throughout the draft via both audio and articles. Thank you, Double H H, for being here uh, every single." Uh, live stream and the super chat we appreciate that and appreciate everybody who followed us throughout this entire busy draft process all right scrolling on up here back to the uh questions uh james says alex do you think porter would have been the pick at 17 if they could not pull off the trade gonzalez probably goes to the pats at 14 and the jets take broderick at 15 you know, I had said before the draft that I thought if it came down to Porter versus Deontay Banks, I would have them lean Deontay Banks, and so I'll be consistent and stay with that. But obviously, if Porter was the pick, nobody would have been surprised, including Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to know for sure. Uh, absolutely there. And I had I had leaned towards the end, too, thinking I was buying – what I was doing is I was buying all that smoke about uh, the Steelers love Deontay Banks, you know, right. a couple reports in his final couple weeks, I think Lockham Fora and 
Peter King who, and mentioned Peter something. Peter King and, 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 and all like that. So little things like that, you know, you try to pay a little bit of, you, do, you don't want to put too much uh, emphasis on it, but you pay, pay attention to it uh, as well there. I mean, it, it very well could have been Porter at, at, at 17 had they stayed put. However, comma, I don't know, you know, Anton Harrison ended up making it into that first round, didn't he? Yeah, Harrison went what twenty six to Jacksonville, so you never you and, never know for sure. Right, and all those you know, if if, if assuming that you know the other tackles had been off the board and all like that, and they did bring in Anton Harrison, would they have would they have stayed more true to the tackle position? You know, so sure. it's hard. We're just guessing here. It's it's hard to say for sure. And I think I saw I was reading Peter King's. Uh, article this morning the Raiders were actually considering Anton Harrison I think at 12 or something to that effect they were considering I think a trade down scenario because they picked at seven they something to the effect of they trade down they would get Harrison at 12 so you know I think I think the league was higher on him than most people understood have a five dollar super chat from Daryl who says where will the Steelers uh, OTAs be held in June keep up the great work Alex and Dave just at their practice facility the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, so that's where they'll be held, and they'll have camp in Latrobe in July. And he give them the dates on that. Yeah, I was trying to find the article on that. Um, the dates are down here, uh, starting basically late May and running through their three-day mini camp in June. All right, so scrolling back up here to the top, I'll go back to the homepage of the site. Uh, Mr. ABS, do the Steelers still trade pick 80 if Downs is not selected at 79 by Indy? I feel like they reached to that pick. Both gone. Who is the selection? Ravens took Simpson at 86. I wonder who was rated higher. Omar said Darnell Washington was top of their board when they moved down from 80. I mean, you never know for sure, but I'll, I'll take him at his word there. I don't think they would have taken Josh Downs. They did not show enough interest in some of those slot receivers. Um, and they really, I think they had to trade down from 80 to get that fourth round pick, so they did not have an even longer wait on day three. So, um, I'm, I'm fine with how that all whole thing transpired. Yeah. You, you guys got me, uh, got my head hurting after the draft. I so many questions before the draft. Will they trade up? Will they trade now? Now we're wondering <laughs> <laughs> what they would have done had, had they not, uh, I'm still trying to recoup, uh, uh, from the actual draft, uh, at this point. Yeah. I, I, but I, I don't think, as you said, I mean, there was obviously the comment, you know, to 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 Downs at his pro day, and never seen a work so, something to the uh, effect that you know, never seen a a workout like that and all like that. But I mean, w- was that enough to tip the scale to make make him the pick? I don't. Know. It's easy to look at these things in a rearview mirror now, but I, my bet would probably be no. Yeah, I was just one man's opinion. It was Dan Rooney Jr. that said that to him, but you know. You have other needs, and you can you can you can like a guy's workout, and he he not be the pick. I'm sure that happened to many players throughout this process for Pittsburgh and the rest of the NFL. Michael Wu, do you think Colbert would have done anything differently in the draft? I love Khan's first draft as GM, but the board seemed to break really well for them. It did again in terms of the we love the unknown. We love to talk to talk about the hypothetical and the unknown. You know, I don't know for sure. You know, would he have traded down? I had the stat. Uh, earlier today on Twitter that this is the first time Pittsburgh traded down since 2010. Colbert only moved down five times in his entire uh, tenure in Pittsburgh, but I think he would have had the same calculation, honestly, at 80 and saying, we have pick 80. We don't pick again until 241. Let's make a move here and recoup that fourth rounder we gave up to go get Broderick Jones. So I think he would have made the same move to go up to get Broderick. 
Broderick, I think he would have made the same calculation to trade down, even if that was something he rarely ever did. I concur. All right, so there you go. That's the uh, the thought there. Jonathan Mason, I think Matt Canada is clearly the weakest link when it comes to the offense as a whole, but let's say this team wins 10 games this year based off of the talent. What's the chances he comes back? You guys love the hypotheticals. I don't know. It depends on how you win those 10 games. Do you win them all 10 to 7? Do you win them 35 to 30? Um, his contract's up next year, so big decision time on Matt Canada. You know, if you if you feel like the points per game have been up, the offense is making strides and, and taking steps, then he probably comes back, but... It just depends on how, how do you get to 10 wins. Yeah, what does that offense look like? Does the uh, Justin Net yards for passing attempt go up? Do the explosive plays go up? Are you are you running people's butts over on the ground? You had a great article. Uh, these days are running together. Uh, bully ball, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the the owner, let me, let, I'll say this, you know. The onus has never been more on Matt Canada than it is right now because you got you went out there and you you know you've addressed uh, the offensive line and free agency and a draft. Uh, you've gone out there and you've added a you know a sixth offensive lineman, if you will, in 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 in, in Washington. Uh, you've got uh, you know more experienced uh, Najee. You've got a you know a guy that can uh, back him up in in in, in Jalen Warren. You've got Kenny. Uh, full off season now to concentrate on uh, nothing but football and getting better. Uh, you Pickens should be a better route runner this year. I mean, you, you start, you get uh, Calvin Austin uh, on the field. Finally. I mean, you, you add a veteran and, and, and Allen Robinson to the room. I mean, you start checking these boxes off like, like that. And you look back at, I mean, you should not just be better than last year. Sure. I mean, we should see noticeable gains in a lot of key advanced metrics here, you know. And as you said, you know, okay, you win 10 games and, you know, you're scoring 16, 17 points a game. You know, that that's, that's probably not going to be enough to do it. Yeah, there's going to need to be substantial improvement to me that starts obviously points per game, 18.1 points per game last year, not good enough. 23rd ranked uh, red zone offense each of the last two years as, as Canada's been the OC. That's not good enough. So what the marks need to be, I don't know for sure. This will not be you know a top five scoring offense in 2023, but at least top half and, and hopefully better than that. Bruce Myers says, Alex, with the idea of getting your five best offensive linemen on the field, do you think the Steelers will try and move Daniels to center and put uh, put Herbig at right guard? Dave, what do you think about moving those guys around? No, nah, I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't do that. Look, uh, Mason Cole's not going to go to the Pro Bowl, I don't think, but I think he did a very more than serviceable job uh, last year uh, overall. I think you leave James Daniels at uh, at, at right guard. You let Sayamalu uh, uh, take over there at left guard. Uh, you would think Broderick Jones has got a uh, more than a fighter's chance to be the starting left tackle, and then Chukwuma Core for the starting right tackle, and then I, I would think that that's that you know at least this early in the process that would be my bet is what that starting five up front uh, looks like there, and yeah, you know, I think Mason Cole. Uh, understands what they're trying to do. Uh, I think uh, him and Kenny, Kenny are really, really comfortable with each other uh, at, at this point now. So uh, unless I get a reason on into the season to change that up, I think that's what I would 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 go with right now. 
I'm with you as well. I, that's, that's how I expect things to, to go and Daniels to stay at right guard. Connor V with a $5 super chat. Amazing draft coverage from Steelers Depot. Y'all do not stop. Keep it rolling. One question. What does a successful year two look like for Kenny Pickett? That's a good question. And again, I don't have anything as of the moment um, black and white to say. I think being more efficient and effective downfield, obviously improving in the red zone. You do want to throw more than one touchdown pass per game. You know, obviously just some of the, the baseline stat stuff that would indicate and suggest some some better play. So um, I think probably just, you know, pocket presence. I think he kind of would bail on, on rushes a bit too early. Um, obviously staying healthy, some of that out of his control, but some of the things he can he can work on, he's spoken to. So those are some of the things that come to mind when I think about, you know, Kenny Pickett in, in year number two. Look, I'm looking at his adjusted net yards for passing attempt stat from last last season there, uh, 4.70. Uh, let's get that to 6.70 at a minimum. Right. Would that put him above league average, or what is kind of the league average uh, maybe, number it, it, on that? If you're going, you know, if you're going to have a chance to at least make it in, into the playoffs, I think I think it needs to be six point five, six point seven, and okay. I, I'm using that as the floor. Right. You know, uh, ideally, you'd like to get them, you know, seven point one or higher. Obviously, here, but I mean, I think that might be asking a little bit too much. Look, they're going to run. They're going to try to run the ball, right? Sure, that's you know, what they're building this whole uh, thing around. And 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 you know, hopefully you don't get in into instances where you're having to have him throw the football, you know, 35, 40, 40 times a game. There, you know, so uh, if they if they do have the run success, especially on early downs, I think they're it's going to lead. I would hope that it would lead to putting him into more favorable down and distance search situations that would uh, result in you know, a stronger passing game here, uh, overall when it's needed and all. So, uh, you know, if you want to look at this from an advanced metrics, uh, standpoint, you know, I, 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 I would look for 6.70 on adjusted net yards per passing attempt as being the minimum, hopefully that we'll see. All right. Well, we'll be tracking that number for sure. And we'll see how close he gets and hopefully surpasses that. 212 people here in the chat. Thank you so much. Really good crowd on hand for the first. And look, if you if you mm-hmm. add those touchdown passes in the red zone, like you said, and if you add some explosive plays, and you know the uh, the turnover percentage is in line, you know I, that number is going to come up. You know it can't help but come up. And then you know obviously limit the sacks because that number relies on uh, attempts, uh, touchdown passes, interceptions. Uh, yardage, obviously, and 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 sack totals there. So, right. uh, you know, I, that's why I think that should kind of be the 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 floor goal there. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, yeah, thank you for everybody who's here in the chat right now. Mark Irish says starting slot cornerback Akella Witherspoon. Check the tape, and then says, "Have I considered Witherspoon as a slot corner? I really haven't." And at this point, and you can speak to it more than I can, Dave. Witherspoon just needs to be a cornerback on the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're not t- entirely sure how much longer he can say that. Yeah, look, that's going to be one of these things to watch moving forward from the draft on now. Uh, and I wrote about that just just the other day here. Uh, I wouldn't bet the house that uh, that Witherspoon will be gone, you know, as early as, as this next weekend here. But, you know, that, that room is up to, what do we say, 11, I think, cornerbacks at this point. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, obviously two of those are draft picks and, 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 and outside guys. And then not that they're 
they're hurting for not that they're hurting for cap space right this moment where they could utilize you know that money but you know that will i think come into play the later on you get into summer where they do need more cap room right before the start of the season there so it it definitely is something to watch i think the biggest hurdle as as you just uh insinuated there is him making it to week 1 of the season uh there and do do I do I view, view any possibility? I mean, I'm not going to say it, it can't happen with him in the slot, but we just we've never really seen it, right? You know, right? Uh, overall, and is that a guy you really want in the slot uh, for teams that might try to run at it? You know, no. yeah, not a great tackle. I, I, uh, did he play slot with the 49ers? I'm I'm not really aware. I know in Pittsburgh he hasn't, but maybe there's a background there I'm I'm not familiar with. I'll look it up while you continue on here. But I think that's why you saw this team go sign a Shandon Sullivan as some veteran guy. I know I know that the, you know the metrics say he was really bad last year. In in, in fair point, uh, I, I believe it. But you know somebody with some experience, and I think that's you know signaling they they recognize there's a, a need to add somebody to that group. Three slots, I mean, three uh, snaps in the slot uh, with the 49ers. Okay, so I'm not sure what in tape. In 2020. Okay, anything prior to that in 19? Was uh, he playing? Uh, I'm looking at 19 here, uh, 20 snaps. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure what, what tape to check. Maybe they, I know I, I know at Colorado he was not a slot guy. He was your big outside guy, and his tackling was even worse back in college, so... Not not something I'm considering as as likely right now. Right. Tim Chase, Mouse Jack back on the cheap. I don't see it. I'm not sure what he would come back for. If you're not starting, you got to play on special teams. He's not going to play on special teams. The knees are starting to go. He couldn't run last year. I think they're done with with Miles Jack. I would agree. Let's see what else we have here, Jonathan. About Casey Hayward to fill the slot role. You know, I think they're going to go into camp with the guys they basically have right now and kind of go from there. So, well, Casey Hayward's like, uh, and I didn't realize this until he was just on the transaction wire. Wasn't he recently from, and wasn't he the one that was with the failed physical as well, too? Yes, that was Atlanta that dumped him, I think. Right. He's like, what is he, 33, 34, 35, something like that? I was pretty, I felt old all of a sudden <laughs> when, I, when I saw that. Not that I'm not old, right. but, uh, what is he? He's 33. Okay, yeah. Probably going to hard pass on Casey Hayward then. Uh, let's see. Do I think, uh, do you think these offseason moves will help will help curb a slow start like last season? That's from Max Shell. Yeah, I think so. I think it's less about the moves and just more about the continuity. You know who your quarterback is. This was the youngest offense in football last year. Average age of, I think, 24.8 years. Obviously, everyone's another year older, more experienced. You kind of find your footing a bit better. So I would just say this team having some more continuity, playing together a bit older are, are going to be the things that will hopefully mitigate a slow start that really hampered this team last year. It'll be interesting to see when the schedule comes out. When is that? May 10th, May 11th, 11th. or something like that yeah. uh, there. And who they start off with. Uh, I don't know if I wouldn't almost uh, want to send a message there on the first offensive snap of the season. Maybe send out a 23 package. <laughs> <laughs> with Darnell and I gotcha. Uh, I put some big bodies out there and uh, strap it up for the first couple of plays. and uh, I like it. it make people consider what religion they are at that point <laughs> i'm with you i like it but yeah i think hopefully you know not having a new quarterback adjusting to your system you know quarterback that's been with this team unlike what you had last year with trubisky being your starter 
those should all be things that hopefully will uh, prevent that really slow start from occurring. Now, I'm joking. I'm, I'm obviously joking there, I think, to some degree. <laughs> but it wouldn't would hurt my hurt my feelings to, to come out and see some some 12 personnel or some 22 personnel out there uh, to start the season to kind of settle things in just to see if you can play that bully ball right right out of the shoot. Right. Matt says, do I see more man coverage coming based on the secondary players that they had? I mean, they ran a ton of man coverage yeah. last year. It was around, I think, about fifth most in the league. And Patrick Peterson, he was kind of a zone corner at Minnesota. So you kind of have a little bit of contradiction in terms of, you know, Porter being a press man guy and Peterson coming from a zone scheme. But, I mean, they ran a ton of it last year. So, you know, it's hard to do more than what they did in 2022. Right. Uh, John Pennington says, Dave and Alex, great job over the weekend. Do the Steelers have a draft pick in every round next year? That's a good question. I I want to say yes, but I have not looked. There's a site that I go to that tracks those things, but I, I have not checked it. There's no trades that they've made that um will cost them a pick next year. Right? I'm trying to remember. I haven't. Uh, I haven't looked. I'll, I'll have to look on, on okay. that. I can't. I can't remember if they've dealt a fifth or sixth or something off. Uh, Brain cells on fire says, "How many of these guys become significant contributors? Been looking at past drafts, and usually only two or three players of significance. I mean, that's the norm. That's the average. But you never know. You know, 2017 was a really good haul. You've had past classes that." Didn't offer you that much. So, I mean, if you wanted to give an average, you know, if you if you get three starters, you're probably pretty happy. You get four, right. you're going to feel really good about that group. So, obviously, the career arcs of these guys will change. And, you know, I doubt we're going to feel as good about this class three, four years from now as we do right now. You know, we feel like it's an amazing class right now. It probably won't become that for whatever reason. Injury, scheme changes, coaching changes, guys just, just simply do not work out. But, I mean, you got a really strong, you know, top group of, of Jones and Porter and Benton and Washington. You feel like those guys can make contributions immediately to this team. I think Nick Herbert can do the same, at least on special teams. Right. I would agree with you. And then anything else that you get out of the rest is gravy at that point. Right. All right. Let's uh, let's try to find a new name here from Chan Yang says our cornerback room is pretty crowded right now. Who do you think will be cut before the season? Do you think Jerry Porter Jr. will start in the slot or outside right away? Austin said no red shirt, so where does Porter fit? What do you think Porter is kind of fitting into this this scheme and this defense, Dave? I mean, outside, obviously, I think, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I think he'll be given every. I, I believe what uh, what what uh, you know, Austin and Gray, you know, kind kind of what they were hedging towards there that uh, they'll be given. They're not going to come right out in a draft press conference and tell you that this guy is going to start, you know. But sure. uh, they're going to make him earn it and all like that. But. Uh, uh, they're going to give him every opportunity, I think, to start on the outside. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how it might look in sub-packages because you kind of feel like you have a bunch of outside corners right now, but he's going to play. There'll be an immediate impact there. And again, Witherspoon in danger making this team. Pierre's going to have to earn a spot. So those are kind of names that are on the bubble right now. But Porter's definitely an outside guy. Uh, Albie Corky says, with inside linebacker not being as valued in recent years, do you believe the Steelers will continue to add to that group or continue their safety hybrid packages and let them cover and tackle and having a a specialized position? Yeah, it's tough because, again, Pittsburgh asks a lot out of their guys. So you're trying to find those guys that can do it all. And obviously they've not had success doing that basically since Ryan Chazier got hurt. So I don't know for sure. I think this year Cole Holcomb will be the three-down linebacker. I think Roberts and uh, Robinson are kind of cut from the same cloth as as rundown hitters, and those guys will duke it out in training camp. 
frankly, I would not be surprised if Mark Robinson was getting more play, playing time week one over a Landon Roberts, even though Roberts uh, was signed to a contract this offseason. Yeah, you can envision that, right? Especially if he starts picking things up a lot better. Uh, moving on, if he has a great offseason program and stays healthy uh, and all, I don't think that's outlandish. Okay, so yeah, from there where it goes, you know, we'll see in terms of who they add in, in the future, in terms of, you know, later inside linebackers. That's a conversation to have, I guess, um, this time next year. And look, you know, we, we've learned over the years things that you think might happen right now. You get to week one, right. and, you, and you look back and you say, what the hell were we thinking, you know, at, at that point? Because, you know, either injuries or a late addition or something along those lines. Pablo Martinez, who is the third running back? I'm thinking it's Hayward. I mean, right now it's pretty open. They've got McFarlane. You know, I don't think Hayward would be categorized as a running back. He's carried it in a couple moments late last year to close out the win over the Raiders, but I wouldn't view him as really, you know, running the ball too much. Uh, not that the third string running back will really run the ball much at all, but we'll see if Benny Snell comes back. Comes back. It would make sense for Snell to uh, get re-signed the way that Moss Boykin was re-signed. And, you know, I, I think they like, I think maybe they like some things master. Master T can possibly do, you know, and and maybe he can give you something on special teams, right? Yeah, he had, he had a you know nice camp until he broke his ankle or rolled his ankle, whatever it was uh, last summer. So, so it sounded like a NASCAR. Nice. It sounded like a NASCAR reference. Uh, it was running good <laughs> yeah, until we, til, we blew blew an engine. <laughs> the literal wheels came off for uh, Master T. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ken's, uh, yeah, long story short, I, I think that's going to be wide open. It's going to be yeah. something to watch uh, uh, as we move forward here, and we'll we'll see what ultimately happens with Benny Snell if he signs with somebody now the draft's over with. Yeah, you're seeing that movement today already with Billy Turner getting signed by the Jets, other guys coming in for visits as that comp period has has wrapped up, and so teams are now kind of going through that that ex- that uh, next wave of free agency. Ken Sterner says, would love to see Justin Houston added to the linebacker group. He's getting pretty old. I know he had, you know, good production last year, but it was like the first half of the season. And then the legs got tired and he didn't have a sack over his last, I don't know, seven or eight games. So, you know, I, adding a veteran edge guy, I get, I'm with you. I would not be surprised that Pittsburgh did that. They have 87 on the roster right now. So there's three open spots. They're going to, of course, add to that, I assume, before OTAs begin. Um, so that makes sense. I don't know if Houston uh, would be the the best name though, but I mean, I, I could see it happening. Yeah, that's another thing. Talking about slot corner, and all what's going to happen here after the draft with some of these teams? You know, um, may, maybe cut and loose a guy. You know that that yeah. that, that, that you sure. could use. So, you know, once again, I and we saw this team add who was it, uh, Casey last year, right after the draft, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I, I firmly believe they're going to be watching this waiver wire close here uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks to see if maybe they're, they, 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 they can fill a couple of those holes there. Yeah, I, I expect them to at this point. Omar Khan has not been shy about shaking up the bottom end of this roster. I think that continues with, with somebody else here over the next couple of weeks. $5 super chat from Lar Vol, who says, I'm excited about the draft, but so worried about Matt Canada. We have to score points. We can't rely on defense for turnovers. What do you think changes? A fair concern, a fair critique. I mean, hopefully, again, the continuity, you know, knowing that Kenny Pickett is your guy, there's no battle, there's no newness to a quarterback you just brought in the way that there was with Trubisky last year, learning your system. You know, Pickett, year two jump, hopefully, will be big. Same with George Pickens, Jalen Warren, the O line improving. And really above all, this team having an identity, knowing who they want to be, how they want to run the ball, um, how they want to win games. They did not have that at the start of last year. They were just trying to 
figure out who was there and who could play and what worked and what didn't. And obviously a lot of stuff did not. So knowing who they are and how they want to win is going to hopefully create a lot of clarity, which will translate translate into production. Yeah, but uh, that production will be expected for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, and it, it's okay. It's okay to sit here still and be fearful about what what Canada Canada can and can't or yes. or won't be able to, to to get accomplished here. So, well, you know, pop your popcorn, get it ready. You're right. I mean, I'm not saying I have much confidence. It's we'll wait and see. And as soon as the news came that Canada was going to be retained, I had the article that said it's time to land the plane, Matt Canada. That's Mike Tomlin's phrase, land the plane, basically meaning get it done. No excuses, no this, that, no, you know, we're trying to figure stuff out. You have the pieces in place. You got to make it happen. Otherwise, you will not be OC in 2024. All right, let's see what other questions we have here. About 15 minutes left, so be sure to get your last second questions in. Tanner Kramer, I love Connor Hayward as much as the next guy, but how soon can the Steelers get Monty Potterbaum in some I formations? Yeah, that is as old school as they come. He's got to make the Ooh, team first. Getting warm but, in here. <laughs> but his tape <laughs> is is a lot of fun, and Jonathan did a great job writing up that, that report. I would show you guys the clips, but I might get copyright striked if I was showing you guys the stuff, so I don't want to do that. But I'll uh, pull up the uh, headline of the article here so you guys can check it out on Steelers Depot. Let me go ahead and just pull that up, and then you guys can go to the site after the stream and check it out. Logan was asking about um, edge free agents as well. There's no, I have not looked at a list, to be honest, Logan. I'm not sure how many names are out there and who all is out there. Justin Houston was mentioned. I think somebody asked was me. Y- is Yannick still out there or no? Did he sign with somebody yet? I haven't checked. Away? Yeah, but he's so bad against the run. Like He's such yeah. a pure pass rusher. I don't think that fits. I mean, someone mentioned Leonard Floyd. I think he's a free agent. Somebody at least told me that he was. Um, you know, you you can mention any kind of veteran name, and, and he might fit. But it's not a very appetizing list. I looked at it a right. couple of weeks ago, and it's was there it's any not name? A very, was it Gawkway yeah. that you kind of kept looking at? Yeah, that just because that weren't they at that pro day that year? Were they that Maryland? Is he in Maryland? Is he Maryland kid? Was was that the was that the year he was there? They were there. I just know that Todd Haley could never pronounce his name, and he would never would never say what his name was. It's not that hard to say in Gawkway. It's not it's not hard to say, but um, he, he just can't play the run. Like he feels like a pure pass rusher. This is gonna kill me now. What <laughs> year was he? Uh, 2016, wasn't it? Is I you tell me? I don't know. I don't remember the year. Uh, 2016. I'll have to look at the uh, pro day. Tracker. Uh, tracker there. All right. While you do that, we'll look at Chelsea's question. When will we find out the rookie jersey numbers? Hopefully soon. Rookie minicamp's in two weeks, so certainly before then. We know that Broderick Jones will wear 77 in honor of his teammate at Georgia who was killed in that uh, car crash, and so a very classy gesture by, by Broderick Jones. So we know he has 77. The rest will find out, I'd say, within a week or so. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Could they carry two fullbacks? No, nah, they're not going to carry both Hayward and, and Potterbaum. So I know we're excited right. about the fullback, but, you know, he's not going to. I say he's not, but, you know, the odds are stacked against him to make the 53. Right. Uh, let's see what else we have. A couple more questions. Russ Obenstein says, what's up, uh, Alex, Dave, and chat? What a nice draft. We need to add another chef at the cafeteria to feed all this beef. Yeah, it is a it is a beefy, hungry room. That is for sure. Wonder Kid was when I talked about some of the failed cornerbacks, mentioned some names, Terry Hawthorne, and you know, was the Illinois kid, and Gerard Holloman, who had all those interceptions, and the worst tackler I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> but I don't want to beat up on the guy. 
we we wondered about that the moment that it yeah. happened. Yep, for sure. But uh, at least it was All just right, a Joey seven. Porter was present at that Maryland Pro Day. Senior, uh, I guess we have to clarify now. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, sorry, senior. Uh, was at that uh, 2016 Pro Day. Anybody I don't else? Think, nah, not, not that of. I don't think we had a tracker running back then. I, were, were you with me? Were you with us in 16? Yeah, I've been with you since 13. Come up on a decade here. So I don't know if we had the tracker, though. Yeah, I'll have to see if it's on site here. We might have. Well, yeah, 16 might have been early on the tracker. But anyway, uh, 07. Everybody is in love with Herbig, but do the Steelers already know how to use him, or do they have another tweener problem? Twitter is killing me for suggesting this and talking about this, but I'm just concerned about the lack of length on the edge for Nick Herbig. We kind of viewed him as an off-ball guy pre-draft, and I think even Herbig was believing he would move off-ball wherever he got drafted to, so I'm worried about that, but um, right now Pittsburgh sees him as an outside linebacker. We, we've already got ourselves in trouble quite a bit with a fan base by talking about Nick Herberg and giving our honest thoughts on him. We hope, uh, look, there, we have talked about edge depth on this team for quite some time now. It feels like five years running now here. So uh, bet the, the thing everybody hopes for is, yes, he can become that uh, uh, next guy off the bench to play on both sides uh, at, at edge. But I mean, I, I I've I've had my doubts about this, you know, all, all off season. When it comes to him, it's it's one of the concerns when it comes to Herbig, is you know that arm length and that just that overall size uh, with him. And then you know I, I went last night and watched the uh, entire reel of the all twenty two tape against uh, against Ohio State there and. He did not have a great game at all uh, overall. Uh, now he did. He didn't rush the passer every down in there, and you know it. It, it obviously was Ohio State, in, you know, in that game there. But I mean, he's going to be playing against professionals at the NFL level there. And yes, the Steelers came out right away and they said he's going to start off on outside linebacker. I believe them when they say that. It just it's it's going to be an interesting. Uh, thing to watch with his process throughout this can't you know can he can he stay there or will they ultimately have to move him to the uh to the inside there yeah i have a lot of questions about that but we'll see and we'll go from and there. that's not us hating i think he's a phenomenal kid mm-hmm. uh i think the storyline is absolutely great i think he plays with his hair on fire he obviously had a lot of great production at wisconsin uh and and, and all it's just you know when you move to this level uh you know can you make it happen with 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 you know the the the, the physical traits and the kind of style of the game uh that he plays if he does i will be the first one to say man look at that you know i didn't think he would be able to stick on the outside and here he is as the the steeders primary backup linebacker so that's what you root for and you know we'll continue to get Get blasted by the fan base, I'm sure, Alex. I harp on it so much because I think Herbert could be a really good inside linebacker, and I want him to start there as soon as possible to give him the best chance to succeed. So I like the kid. I like the talent. I just it's it's a it's a front office. It's a coaching criticism, not a critique of Nick Herbert. Right, and look, he's got the athleticism there on tape. Yeah, you know for sure. Uh, John Holtz earlier said, Alex and Dave, I love the show. Finally managed to get into a live stream. Well, glad you're here, John. Hopefully, you're enjoying it. Uh, Bowhead says, what prevents the Steelers from peeling off a few bills and signing one or two promising undrafted free agents? Nothing. Their own 
stubbornness really prevents them from doing that. They could join the fray of how teams uh, offer these contracts to undrafted guys. Pittsburgh chooses not to for you know a couple of reasons we could talk about, but nothing prevents them other than their own inaction. Yeah, and it's looking like the only guaranteed money in this undrafted class is going to be in the form of signing bonuses, and it doesn't look like they're going, of course, only one number's in at this point, uh, but uh, just based on looking at the list overall and the, uh, the the size of the list, only 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 seven so far. Maybe there'll be a you know one of these tryout kids or whatnot. We end up getting getting signed, but it's looking like the only guaranteed money is going to be the signing bonuses, and it's looking like they're not going to come anywhere close to that one hundred and seventy thousand whatever dollar uh, max that there is that teams can give to undrafted free agent classes in signing bonuses here. It is kind of crazy how much some of these undrafted guys are getting, like 200K guaranteed. I mean, there are draft picks that don't get, get that kind of guaranteed money. And so I understand maybe Pittsburgh just doesn't want to do that, but they're going to be at a disadvantage from getting quality classes uh, the longer they continue with that model, which appears to be the same under Omar Khan as it was under Kevin Colbert. It looks like the Titans is doing a lot of that this year with uh, partially guaranteed first-year base salary. Okay. Yeah, new GM in there, different model. Tony Anderson with a very generous $20 super chat and said below, any chance Peterson moves into the slot? That is something I have kind of kicked around because they've talked about, you know, using Peterson a bit more all over the place than what he's been, you know, in Arizona and Minnesota. So I don't know what that would look like. I don't know how well it would go. But if you're kind of asking me of the names on the roster right now, who might end up playing some slot corner, I could see Patrick Peterson more than I could. Levi Wallace, who's done it a little bit, but not that great at it, or definitely not Joey Porter Jr. So, yeah, I can kind of see that that with Peterson. To to some degree of that happening, it is plausible, yes. And we'll just have to see how things transpire. Uh, Herb's Place, have you watched tape on Chandon Sullivan yet? I have not really. Uh, Jonathan did the report on him that I can pull up, and you guys can go out there and check. It was happening mid-draft, and so not really the time where I could step away and go look at the tape. I know that you know analytically he did not have good numbers last year, and so there's a reason why he's still a free agent. But you know, Demonte Casey was a free agent last year, and it worked out. So we'll be hopeful, but I don't think Sullivan's going to be the answer. I don't either from what I've seen, and I haven't sat there and watched three full games of them yet. I will here in the next couple of weeks when things slow down. But, uh, yeah, it's from little that I've seen, it's not that appetizing. All right, a couple uh, minutes left to get your questions uh, answered. I'll try to roll through these as quickly as I can. Logan, about convincing somebody why Pittsburgh will be better next year or this year than 2022. I mean, they were, you know, nine and eight last year, despite being kind of a rudderless ship, changing quarterbacks, losing TJ Watt, having a dreadful start to the year. You know, those things can be avoided in 2023. They should be better. The roster's better. There's more continuity. So, you know, there's reason for optimism. Those would be the things I would. Uh, try to convince somebody of yeah that's that that's where i would go with it as well too you know you obviously you you're expecting your your quarterback to take another step you got a lot of you know outside of the free agent ads you got a lot you know the, the guys that are still there there's a, still a lot of guys on that you know a lot of familiarity on that side of uh, side of football you bring in a uh of uh you know a savvy veteran in in alan robinson and all so and then you you got another you know young left tackle out there and you know, big old tight end to help with the with the blocking out there. So that that alone, you know, if, if you can convince yourself that this this offense will take 
you know, not just a tiny step, but a, a pretty significant step. I'm not saying they got to be top 10 in the league, but mm-hmm. you know, probably, you know, if you can be middle of the league or, 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 or slightly better than that, I think that should resonate, uh, in the win column. And once again, they, I mean, they, they managed to, to, uh, to get above 500 with that, you know, uh, team that they had last year. And right. So, uh, look, I'd take the over eight, eight and a half right now. I'm with you. I'm with you there, Dave. Uh, let's see. Kevin, the elder God, $5 super chat. What are your thoughts on the clog at guard now? Should we expect a trade of green or Dotson? Green has really minimal to almost zero trade value. Dotson potentially. I know you want that fifth round pick for Kevin Dotson. Maybe it comes later this summer, Dave. Yeah. You're not going to trade. Uh, you might get a bag of footballs for, uh, for Kendrick green. If that, at this point, uh, Dotson, I would think, the, you know, and, and, and at this point, look, I, I thought maybe there's a decent chance that Dotson would get traded during the draft. I've, I've said that for nearly all the off season, especially after they've you know a- added in free agency and all like that. Obviously that didn't happen. He's not killing you from a salary cap standpoint right now. And we all know how things can happen with injuries or whatnot during the off season here. So at this point, unless somebody knocked your socks off with something, uh, I would expect him to ride the roster on, on, on through the summer at this point. And then if everybody stays healthy and he becomes, and he has a good, you know, training camp overall or, 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 or preseason at all, maybe there's another team out there that right before you get to cut down, you know, they say, look, you know, do you want him for a sixth round pick or, or, or fifth round pick or either that, or you're going to have to compete with him, you know, with other teams on the, on the wire or whatnot, you know, much in kind of the same light that the Steelers have done on the other side of acquiring players right before season starts. So I, I think it's still plausible uh, that, that, that Dotson might get dealt later on in the summer. Sure. Some team loses a guard, wants somebody last second. I can see that. Nick and uh, Rob had questions about slot again, about Norwood and him having experience there as a rookie and same with Wallace. Yeah, I think Wallace did it a tiny bit and Norwood uh, did it, you know, more his rookie season. You know, Norwood has just has to, to make the team right now coming off, I think, a disappointing sophomore season. He is a candidate, though. It is somebody to mention. And if he can have if he can kind of put himself back together, then then that might be. Um, an option there. Um, and then with Wallace, I mean, he played in the slot and some twin receiver sets with some um, some empty stuff last year. Just did not look that comfortable doing it. I think against, against uh, Buffalo or Philadelphia or somebody really did not have a good game uh, trying to play inside. Uh, let's see what else we I have I think for here. his career, just over 100 snaps, it looks like, in the slot for Levi Wallace. Okay, so a little bit, but something that is a pretty small percentage of his play overall. Eddie Spaghetti is Mason Rudolph coming back. No, I wouldn't count on it. I don't expect Mason to return. Yeah, I, I would imagine his best course course of action now is uh, if he doesn't get signed by a team here within a week and a half or two weeks is just to wait a little bit longer to see if any quarterback rooms get shaken up by an injury moving on into the summer. I, I don't think uh, I don't think he'd be back in Pittsburgh. David O, any XFL or USFL guys you have your eyes on? I mean, they'll probably get a quarterback from there. I don't know who. Probably somebody you like that tackle from. I forget what team he is, the pit tackle. And so maybe uh, that's uh, St. Louis, yeah. St. Yeah, Louis, the, Saint, the Battle Hawks. Yeah. Um, but I don't have any really. You know, Hakeem, Hakeem Butler's had a nice XFL season. He probably gets back into camp this summer. That's I don't know if it's Pittsburgh. Probably not. But I know Hakeem Butler's kind of been making some plays. 
Uh, let's see what else we have here. Is there anything to worry about with Trice Jr. and Washington's injury history? I mean, they fell because of medical, but they're healthy right now, so they're not. It's not like they're unavailable to start their NFL careers. But there's probably some longer-term concerns that were uh, popped up by the the medical staff at the uh, at the combine. Jared Jones Smith is the guy yeah. that I wrote about several weeks ago out of uh, the old Pittsburgh product. Who's uh, uh, last time I looked, it's been a couple of weeks, obviously with the draft coming and all like that, that, that seemed to be having a really good season for, uh, St. Louis in the XFL. So maybe, maybe, maybe that'll be, a, they, they need to add to that room. I'll tell you what, cause, uh, even after the draft here, you only have four tackles now and you're going to need at least six, possibly seven by the time, uh, camp rolls around here. And there was none on that initial seven of, uh, of, uh, undrafted free agents. I don't believe. And I don't think any of the visitors or, or uh, the tryout guys, I don't think none of those guys have been tackles. Have they? No, I mean, there will be some, but not right. just not known yet. Yeah. Uh, $5 super chat, last second one from Tim M, who says enough enough depth on the defensive line. Yeah, I think at this point you're probably pretty good. You know, you check on warmly, see how the rehab's going, but at this point, I think you're solid. Yeah, I, th- I think they're in good shape. Uh, Larval asked about, will Dr. Mel have uh, reports on Washington and uh, Trice? Yeah, she will have that as part of her series uh, a little later in the week. So she'll give us uh, her, her thoughts there. And Charles D. asking, is the quarterback position settled? One and two is, it's Pickett Trubisky. Number three is wide open right now. Technically, well, I mean, there is only there are only three quarterbacks on the roster. Tandem Morgan is right now your number three. So they're going to add a fourth. I think probably veteran guy, probably XFL guy, and you go from there. Right. All right, let's see what else we have here. Anything else really quickly? Antonio wants Darnell Washington to wear number zero. Will he get zero? Do you think Washington will wear zero, Dave? I don't know, but I'm with him. I'd like to see it. Uh, who 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 asked that, Tony? Uh, yeah, that was Antonio asking. Uh, Antonio, yes. yeah, I'm I'm rooting for it, Antonio. I I'm not sure they'll give it to him, but I'm rooting for it. Me too. So we'll see if Rooney allows it. I think it'd be be pretty cool overall. So. Anything else as we kind of wrap things up here and appreciate you guys being here uh, tonight. A really strong turnout for the uh, the chat, for the live stream. Uh, does Leon get kicked outside? What's his role? I don't know. I'm still we unsure about We tried to look at a picture out. today on him and determine what his weight is. <laughs> you said what? 270, 280? Yeah, I might be. I might be a little light there. Uh, I, think, I think the consensus in our DMs was what? 275, 280? Yeah, I'm bad at these. He was wearing a big hoodie too, so it's hard to tell. But right. I, I'm trying to do everything I can because I would love to know what uh, what Leal is on the scale right now. And uh, Jason says, hello, Dalex. Is Benton eventually going to be more of a four-eye guy? Yeah, I think he can play up and down, but he played a lot of nose tackle later in his Badgers career. Start will, will begin his career at more nose tackle, but there's definitely flexibility there. Yeah, and I think a way to get him on the field is right there in the middle initially yep. there, and then then slowly bring him along from that aspect. So I I think it's possible that uh, the 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 more he gets in you know uh, in in the system there and knows what he's doing, I I think you could see him start moving out. Uh, let's see, Russ is warmly signed. No, he's still a free agent rehabbing from the torn ACL. Uh, Chris is asking about any thoughts on Trice at safety. I thought he might go back to safety in my pre-draft evaluation, so we'll try him a corner, and I think safety's kind of the backup plan with Corey Trice. All right, so that's going to wrap up today's stream. Appreciate you guys being here again. Tremendous turnout. Cannot thank you guys enough. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. We'll have more live streams and uh, some video breakdowns on this draft class that I have planned. And hopefully later this summer, 
a full breakdown on Kenny Pickett's rookie year. Rookie year. I've not forgotten about that video. It will just take a lot of time to do. But now that the draft is uh, over, hopefully I'll have some time to, uh, to dedicate to that. So thank you guys for being here. And Dave, as always, thank you for being here with the rest of us. Yeah, thank you for putting all these on and those walk the mocks and all that stuff uh, you've done uh, on the YouTube channel here over the course of the offseason. Appreciate that. Appreciate all the support as well, too, not only in this, but the podcast and, mm-hmm. and specifically the site. We had a record you know, just a record uh, draft overall, record uh, month of April, and we couldn't have done it without y'all. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, and peace and love to everybody. And just one last comment I saw that I do want to address from Mike Adesso who says, does Dr. Mel have actual look at medicals or is it all speculation? No, she, and she makes it very clear in her articles, uh, this is all, you know, 30,000 foot view. She does not have access to the files. And if she did, she would not be reporting on it. Obviously, there's a HIPAA violations there. So it's just her informed speculation from somebody that we trust very much. So that's going to wrap up today's stream. There'll be an archive version of this on Steelers Depot in just a little bit. I want to thank you guys for being here and we'll talk to you soon.